What's going down, people? It's your homie CL, and we back live on the Rundown South. Gotta know that. Coming to you live from ATL, Georgia. And uh, hopefully, you came through from the Rundown.com. That's DA Rundown.com. And if you like this podcast, you can get it every time it come out. Right now on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, all that and above. And it's been a minute. I hope y'all enjoyed the best of podcasts that we dropped last week. Uh, it had a, everybody that pretty much of any significance on the podcast had a quick at least five minutes on there. Uh, I am doing volume two very soon. <clears throat> but one of the people that was featured on there... Is none other than Keith Nelson Jr. of Digital Trends, yeah. and he is on the other line. So, what's going on, man? What's up, CL? How's everything going, man? Man, cooling, bro. I'm really trying to get my my legs back, man. It's it's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a month, to be honest with you. Just go mm-hmm. if you want to go the last thirty days. But uh, I want to real quick before we get started. I got to give a shout out to everybody from. Uh, the True Hoop, which is now the Basketball Analogy podcast, the the Reddit, the Twitter crew, everybody that came and checked out the podcast last week because I got a retweet from the producer, and I had my, hey, my hey. best day ever on the website just off that one retweet. Oh, man, congrats. Appreciate that, bro. But I, I had to get that out of the way, so I... It, if you want to take hey, that part, that, I've been I've been feeling good on that one, but it, I think I took a little too too long to follow up the pot. I should have had one in the chamber ready to go. <laughs> you got always, but you know what? It's better to be better to be doing it good than do do it quick. You know what I mean? That is true. I, I guess that's like the Apple approach. You know, because they mm-hmm. always have all the features the Samsung have like three years later. <laughs> but you know, it usually worked pretty damn good. So we can go that route, man. But uh, what's what's going on with you, man? Bro, I'm I'm just trying to enjoy, you know, the last bit of. I think I mean I think summer starts soon, but it's spring right now. But real quick, I'm not sure if you peeped it, but we had a little bit of history or some shit drop on digital trends. We dropped that CeeLo song, that, re- that Redbone remix. Oh yeah, shit, I heard about that. Yo, bro, that shit like. CO real quick, CeeLo hit me up like randomly, like at 2 a.m. was like, yo, check this out. I wasn't up. I woke up the next day, peeped it, dude remade Childish Gambino's Redbone, and like it was like, damn, this is who was supposed to make it. And I was like, yo, let me hear that. <laughs> let me put that out. Um, cause we, we 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 put out a song over his like a year before, my favorite MC. So I was like, yo, let me put that out. He's like, yo, let's do it. We put that out, and bro, when I say I saw tweets, people were saying they were crying. Bro, I'll show you the tweets. People was like, "I'm about to cry from this shit." People was like, "This is he's back, like he's back," and like that shit made him feel good. It made me feel good. It was like, "Yo, like they finally seeing CeeLo got had, he got that shit." So mm-hmm. we put that out, and then the powers that be, you know, I can't say who um, now, but powers that be said. We gotta put a kibosh on that shit. Oh, and yeah. So that got taken. That, that got taken down. I mean, I mean, it's it's. We put the update on the site. You know, it was a copyright infringement kind of takedown. Um. So yeah, that no, like so what? The, but I mean, that's a that's a like that's a, what I'm that's to, like that's hip hop, man. 
That's hot, bro. And you know what's crazy? It's not taken down anywhere else. There's really? No way, like, it's not a copyright infringement anywhere else. So we, I mean, it's back up on the site. We got, we got one of them streams up. Like, we was like, fuck it. We're going to put that back up. But, like, yo, we world premiered that. It was, like, and we can get back into the podcast. Cause this is going to be real quick. But that was probably, because I grew up on this. Like, I grew up, like, on this, like, a new song comes out. And you're like, oh, shit. Where did that come from? You're like, talking, like, back with the Funk Flex Funk DJ Clue, K Slay. Oh, oh man. Even as recently as just the blog era when remember when blogs used to break songs, used to get yeah. new songs. I am about to say you go back in like to Good Friday. You Son, know when Kanye was dropping one like every week. So, and like I used to and that I used to be like those dudes who put it out, even who who put those out, those funk flexes, those nine rights, I was like, damn. Like them guys are doing it. And I love that shit. I, I felt I felt like a kinship to them because they brought that to me. So when I saw that people were feeling the same way, like niggas was hitting me up, like, yo, good looks on putting that out. Like, we needed that. I was like, that's like, that was probably one of the best and most fulfilling journalistic moments like I've ever had in my entire life. Now, that that does lead me to, I guess, segue into what we're supposed to be talking about because I want to cover a lot of ground. And right. I'm not even going to waste time going over everything that we're going to cover in the podcast. Just read the description and you'll just follow <laughs> from there. But while we're talking about artists dropping music, since the last time we talked, I know there was like this one little album that came out, you know, that mm-hmm. just talked about like, I don't know, DNA and like loyalty and uh, uh, being humble and all this, all these different th- type what? of themes the, and, like, you know. TLC album song? Who? Nah, we talking about that boy Kendrick. What? Oh, that's right. You mean that that damn None. album? That damn. I mean, it. I'll, real quick, there, like, is there a cult around Kendrick Lamar? Is it a is it a full blown cult or is it just a, me, a very nah, strong following? Do you know who has cults? Who? Donnie Darko movies, little indie <laughs> movies. Kendrick Lamar is Star Wars. This nigga is he's it. Like, nah, bruh. This they you don't this is what this is why I, I, I you gotta give context sometimes to a lot of these sales. This dude is selling more records in the first week or around the same as Drake putting out this album. That makes it twice as impressive. Cause this is not supposed to sell. Like, you over here talking about fear and what happens on Earth stays on Earth. Like this nigga dropping like profound bars about like telling his telling his friend to to, to kill somebody who killed his son. But I'm gonna talk about this fucking. I got I got to talk about this gun violence shit at his own fucking conference or whatever right now. I'm gonna I'm holler you back. Like he's not none of this shit is conventional. He may have a couple of songs where you could say yeah yeah that's a conventional hit. Like that Rihanna loyalty is a heat rock banger. Mm-hmm. That humble is. Number that went number one, like so enough. That's so like you could see those two songs, but in this day and age, that don't two songs don't sell records no more. You gotta have a body of work. That you gotta have a body true. of work. And I say this about you know as far as him having, uh, I guess like a little bit more freedom. You know, mm-hmm. it's like now that he's he's giving us like. 
I guess he went all the way to the left and kind of just went experimental with the Pimple Butterfly. And yeah. then coming out, the the Mad City was, that was everything he had been through to that point. Not, now we finally got who Kendrick Lamar is. You know, mm-hmm. he, 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 he kind of back in the middle, but <clears throat> this is like, he's established, this is superstar Kendrick Lamar giving you him because that's all he can do. That's not. I love that you put it that way. He's giving you all you can do, but at the same time, he's giving you him on his terms, bro. Like, oh yeah, like what you just said was like he he finally gave it those two albums. The only thing, and Interscope has a Interscope has a history of doing this. Interscope has a history of doing this. If you can show us that you can sell records being you, we'll let you be you. Yeah, all you do the what way. you want. Like, look at look at M. They were like, yo, no, if people really listen to the Slim Shady LP, and that album is an underground album to the core, like to the core underground type of album. Like this, this very, this very few. So, you hear me? I can hear you. All right. There's very few songs that are like, oh, this is a hit. This is a poppy song. This that's an underground bar after bar. Album and it sold five million for whatever reason, white, whatever, whatever you want to call it. It, it shows the scope that you he can do this being a zany character and still give us bars. So you, you got free reign. And then he went and went diamond the next album. So it was like, all right, we're never going to tell you anything about your album. Right. That's no Kendrick. notes. Kendrick went platinum with an album that was a story. First of all, when they saw that, they was like, okay. Okay, then he went platinum with an album that was so left of anything that's out. So le- there is there was nothing that sounds like even today that sounds like the Pimp Butterfly. Nothing. There isn't no rap album that sounds like it, and it went platinum. Once he did that, that was it. I I fully believe that from now on. And then just to, just to put the icing on the cake, he went gold or some shit on some leftover songs, like oh, yeah. like yeah, that untitled unmasked. That, 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 right, that that legitimately had at least like four to five songs that I have to take with me all the time. Like I got to keep those in the the library, and um, if I need to make a playlist. You know, levitate my sneak his way in there, and yep. you know it's it's just like man, I think this dude he he has something now. That's something. I, bro. I really, I really was trying to, um, I was trying to coordinate getting that boy easy on the podcast, bro, because mm-hmm. I'm gonna let out. It might not be a secret, but he don't fuck with Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Yo, a lot of people don't. I was like, bro, I don't even know how we friends. I don't like, know how you. I, I like, almost said, I don't know how you. Is he black? Yeah, he's black. You I know, almost, easy. I don't know how you black, bro? But you then know. again, a lot of black people don't like Kendrick Lamar. And that kind of and and this, you know what? Fuck, it, I'm gonna just say that, he said he didn't really fool with his. Up. He said he don't really like his style. Which I, I mean, I understand. There's a lot of rappers I don't right, like I their style. That, but, all right, cool. If you don't, if he's not your taste, but he didn't. He didn't say he's whack, right? He doesn't say that he don't like. Nah, he said he he respect what he doing, what he capable of, but he just don't rock with him, and it's just like man, and you know I mean, he feel, he's a rapper. 
Which I was just like, I, can fuck with that. I, can... <laughs> I was like, man, you don't like that dude. You know what the? I mean, I can, I can respect if you can just see the greatness and see what he's delivering and why it's important. If it's like the people who I don't get are the ones that are just like they don't understand why everybody's going crazy over him. It's like, like to me, I'm not I'm not the biggest Drake fan. I think he's cool, but I'm not gonna sit here and be confused why Highline Bling went number one. Like, come on, bro. Like that's a it's obvious. Like he's right there. He got the formula right there. It's a catchy hook. The dude, the dude got a good melody to it, and he's he fucking like giving him some like good lyrics. Like, it, of course, it's gonna go. Number, it's gonna go where it went. So like, so when people hear like when you see Kendrick dropping bars about like trying to take people back to Africa and dropping bars about like you if you hear home from Tapim Butterfly and you and, and you see how he breaks down meeting that kid, you know. This little boy that was in my features, you know, nappy right. hair, afro, bounce to the crowd, like, and he breaks that down detail by detail, and you can't understand why that's just so out of this world to some people compared to the current landscape of music. I can't get with that. I can't get with that at all. I mean, it's it's really hard for me to just be, you know, respect what it, that man says sometimes after what he said, but. <sighs> I think what it is is when you when you rock with like a certain style. So like I I let me let me rewind. If you rock with somebody like Eminem, yeah, that means you literally are into technical rap, and you are into somebody who could like raps you know circles around anybody, and that's what Kendrick Lamar can do. He has mm. he has an ability to change his voice, go super fast, go super slow, get like I said, get creative with his voice, like just taking it to like posture himself in different ways and be different, you know, characters and whatnot. Like it's all something that you can like appreciate as art, you know. Like I like you know you listen to Adele, you can tell she sing, but. I'm not mm-hmm. putting her in my playlist like that. That shit ain't blowing my doors off. Like <laughs> I gotta have this Adele on in the morning, but I can appreciate. You can on with that one, bro. Yeah, you on with that. One. But it's like I could. I appreciate Bumps the fact that she could sing and all yeah. the technique that she brings to the table with what she could do with her voice. So, mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> it is what it is. But I want to keep it moving, and I'm gonna take a quick break because I need to charge my laptop. <laughs> See, man, this is what happens when you don't do a podcast every day or every week. So much <laughs> happens that when you get time to flush it all out and it just comes out in, you know, in bunches. But I guess because there are some updates to some of these stories, it's kind of a good thing because mm-hmm. we can, you know, cover it from beginning to end. So, uh, I don't know. I know a little bit about Firefest. I was just really into the meme, the memes and what people were saying, you know, like the cheese sandwiches and whatnot. But <laughs> I mean, from your perspective, how would you characterize the Firefest? First of all, they should have known it was going to be a fuck up when they misspelled fire. Like that's not like that's not cool. <laughs> it's not catchy. <laughs> like putting that little Y there is making me go, ooh, this is interesting. Um. 
Well, you I know that that's that's was, that's a that's a GoDaddy problem though. That's a go. <laughs> I think it was just a quick money grab that went wrong, I, and I, and I, that's why and it's horrible that they would do that to people. And I'm not saying they did it to people, but it's like, dang, like for who? Blink one eight. First of all, you going to a Bahamas to see Blink one eighty two? Like they that, that ain't gonna be at the amphitheater like, in your town no time soon, bro. Come on, bro. Like, I, <laughs> and I mean they're not the only band, but I mean like you gonna see Blink one eighty two and Ja Rule? Like, nah, that beat. like that's who you're like really, really, really trying to. So. But the way they handled it was horrible. They said that um the one of the um co-founders first of all it was Ja Rule and this guy named Billy McFarlane who was like they were put it together. So, the, so then, Ja Rule and this other guy were both invested into Firefest being something. Yes. Okay. And and Ja Rule when they all and then what happened was people paid a thousand to like ten thousand dollars for tickets Gross. and were promised like going like they, like there were no like oh cheap tickets like oh I'm in a like bum season. No, it was all like a G at least and you gotta get your own travel there that wasn't included so and that was so at least I mean saying people were at least paid at least $1,800 and then here's the crazy shit they told them to not to bring cash they wanted this to be a cashless event so just upload your money to these wristband thingies and you can just go around the festival paying things with your wrist which theoretically makes sense that's a fire ass idea until people get stranded on the island and can't pay for a cab back. Right. <laughs> See, when that happens, then you're like, oh, oh, shit. I can't pay with a little fucking wristband and shit. I can't tap my Uber with wristband and everything. And Ubers, and I'm pretty sure Uber isn't pretty, you know, big in the Bahamas. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're not just... Yeah, it Uber might not be. On the water. I don't know, man. They... Bro, for that many people... Yeah, that is true. That's a lot of people Come calling on, Ubers, bro. Yo, that that Sunday. surge was out the ass that day. <laughs> but then it was just like it was fuck up after fuck up. And then I read this Rolling Stone thing where this guy the McFarlane dude gave his side of the story where basically he said they knew it was fuck it was bad from the start. He said that they went to the site. And they saw that there was not really any water there. They had to basically make their own city in order for this to work. Like, I read that and I said, he said, we were a little naive. Um, And they put all their money into, like, building it. And I said, wait, let me give you the exact quote. I'm I'm making because that that really, like, struck me as odd. I was like, wait a minute. So he said... The Exumas, which is where it was at in the Bahamas, didn't really have a great infrastructure. There wasn't a great way to get guests in there. He knew mm. that from the start. Let me just put that out there. There wasn't a good way to get guests in there. We were a little ambitious. There, was no, there wasn't water or sewage. It was almost like we tried building a city out of nothing, and it took almost all of our personal resources to make this happen and everything we had to make the festival go on. We thought we, really, well, we, thought we were ready and built two different festival sites. So let's that one paragraph. You can read the whole thing of Rolling Stone, but let's that one paragraph says one thing very clear. We knew we fucked up. We tried to put our money into making the fuck up, not yes. fuck up. And then what happened was it fucked up. Like that like that's what that like what the and Jaru took out Jaru and him took out a three million dollar loan. 
oh my to make goodness. this happen. So he was in three a million dollars alone. Dollars, and guess, and job ja by himself. Job ja by himself owes a million. So by himself, I don't. He got that. I'm sure he got that. I'm sure murder, murder ain't got that. I mean, you sure, bro? Like, is 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 the Exum backspin checks really getting him through like that? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I hope he has it because that was a job. Ja, see, job. Ja, see, this guy went to Rolling Stone, gave his side of the story in a long editorial that he wrote, or he told to the, somebody who wrote it. Do you know what job ja did? You know what job ja rule did? Nigga went to Twitter. Where's job? Ja? Nigga with the Twitter. Nigga with the Twitter. It said, it's rude, baby. (laughs) He was like, he he was like, was sorry about what happened. And and he made sure to say, he made sure to say, it was not my fault. But I'm going to take responsibility. Yo, you talking about both sides of your mouth, son. Bruh. What? I'm gonna need need you to pick one of those sides of the mouth to talk talk out of when you addressing the people. Here's my and here's the thing that's crazy. He said that it wasn't his fault, but at the same time, if it would have went through and it would have been a success, who fault would that have been? Yeah, who would have got the? Jaru would have been like, yeah, look what I did, look what I've given to the people, but. Now they have seven or eight lawsuits coming out. People who had dehydration, people who were class action, class actions. People who so not only do they, do they owe three million dollars back that loan off jump, they owe that three million. But they gotta pay these lawsuits aren't gonna even if they gotta fight them. You gotta pay for that. And according to this guy, they put all of their personal resources into it. So it's like I don't know where he gonna get the. I mean, I don't know where they gonna get the money to pay for the lawyers. But I hope they got some because. It's gonna be bad. It's good. Like people, people were tweeting out pictures of them with bread and cheese, bro, living inside a tent, like they was like, <laughs> like they were summer camping, bro. They were they were promised gourmet Not even food, grilled cheese, bro, from, just like they were bread and gourmet just regular food cheese. World class chefs. Like people were thinking the minute I touch down, it's on, bro. It's it gonna be cracking. Was there alcohol there? I don't think I don't know. I don't know alcohol there now. I hope there was, but there was weather issues. Um, I wouldn't be right if I didn't know, mention that there was weather issues, which, which, you could have told them beforehand. Because guess who was it caught? Jaru and this nigga. <laughs> they was <laughs> out. They was already <laughs> gone. That shit is hilarious, man. These niggas got off the island. <laughs> oh my god. Either they got off. Oh, they weren't there because now before we move on, I'm just gonna give three quick ways they could have made this. And also, they said that next year, right, yeah, 2018. Go ahead, fire that up, and then I, I want to talk about the NBA in in Bow Wow. We got you. Talking about because this matter of fact, because it's all it's, it's it's connected. But go ahead. So they were saying that next year, May 2018. This was this was the McFarland dude said in Rolling Stone that they were gonna is gonna be free to whoever came, gonna be free to whoever purchased tickets. This time, meaning that they're going to probably still charge that thousand dollars for other niggas, and they're going to and they're going to donate one a dollar fifty per ticket to the boat, the Bahama Red Cross. And I'm not sure if he meant what they already made because people can get their refunds back. So I'm assuming it means what they'll make in the future. But if you're telling me that everybody who came to this one could go for free, 
what are you getting a dollar fifty from per ticket? What are you right. giving that to? And how are you paying? And for also, this? and also, my nigga, a dollar fifty per ticket. Like, what the fuck is twenty thousand? Like, at the most, at the most, that's like what twenty thousand dollars. That ain't, that ain't really nothing. What are you man. doing, my nigga? What are you doing? Like, what are you like? What are you, like, what are you really doing right now, something, bro? <laughs> Like you gonna charge a thousand dollars a head? You can't get ten dollars out, bro? bro. Come on, bro. And that might be generous. That might be generous, bro. I don't think it's twenty G's. I'm gonna I'm look it up and I'm gonna. You can probably update the podcast, whatever. But like, that's just it. Nah, now I'm gonna that. get we two, don't, two. We don't fact check. They could have fixed it. One journal journalistic credibility. We we don't have that here. <laughs> I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna give two. One Jairo should have been there and took a picture with the people, show, and showing them that. Solidarity. Straight off up. Like, there was well, no like, pictures with Jai with like, what's up? Like, I'm here. I'm suffering with y'all. Like, you even make... and, and I don't just mean with them. I mean with the public. Because the thing about it is that they aren't, they're not expecting, um, they're not expecting um, these same people to come back. Like, nah, if they were, they, they are, then they're stupid. But they're not expecting these same people to come back. So what they should be thinking about is the people that are looking out. The millions that are looking out because this this fuck up is their festival. This is your festival. This is your publicity for the festival. Is this fuck up? So you need to own this and be like, all right, this is this is a one time thing we, we messed up, which they did. But you should have been there. Like that should have been the day of, day of. Yo, we fessed up. We're, we're getting everybody out. We're gonna work on this shit. Two, pay the fucking staff because now. You might not be able to get anybody to work for you. They're not paying the staff that worked there. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what that, came that's, out today. That's that. issue. It was, so that means that, but they're not firing them because you know what that means? Unemployment benefits. Right. So they're saying you can stick with us and we would love for you to rock with us when things get good and business as usual. However, if you want to leave, I understand because you're not getting paid. How many people are on the Firefish payroll? I don't know, but they need to. But they need to get fired quick. Everybody yeah, quickly. What, what's the last point? Or was that it? That was it. Okay, that no was third it. One, no, no third one. Okay, all right. Well, since we talking about front ass rappers and shit, I, I guess we could talk about one shot Moss. Who? I mean, bro, it's it's really gonna be hard to outdo what Charlemagne the guy did to him on Donkey of the Day. I'm not oh, gonna lie. Know. He, the boy, he he brought it. Shout out to Charlemagne. You did your thing. <laughs> man, but the Bow Wow Challenge shit. is one of the greatest things I have seen on Twitter in the last like what? four days. And four days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's just like, bro. I mean, bro, Salt Bay is over. Salt that Salt dude is still cool. But it, sorry, this Bow Wow Challenge, bro. Do you know how funny this shit is? This is like. Oh, okay. Like, well, just in case everybody hasn't been on Twitter or you've been under a rock, Bow Wow decided to like put a picture of a private jet. And what what kind of was it like? Some type of just foreign car? Was it a was it? A it was some foreign like, like two cars and shit. And uh, yeah, it was just basically okay. That. So yeah, so it's like real luxurious looking. Meanwhile, this nigga on like a Southwest flight in coach. <laughs> You know, traveling for the grown up hip hop. But he had the window seat. Yeah, he got the window seat, but 
I'm with Bomani, bro. It's like you, you at a point in life where there's no point in you ever being in coach. You should, your money should be good enough to where if you had to pay for your upgrade, you can get your upgrade, man. Like, come on, dog. <laughs> but I mean, the audacity of this <laughs> nigga to think we can't sniff out a Google photo when we see a Google photo. Like, niggas ain't out here working with these same stock photos. Like, bro, I make websites. I see this shit all the time. Like, oh, bro, you can't, how, you oh. can't put one past. Oh, like, bro, I've seen that picture before. Because it's like one of the first ones that come up when you search it. Mm-hmm. And that's how he got found out. Nah, but, yo, that's crazy. Because I was sitting there like, how the hell did this Like, how do they do this shit? So quick, he wasn't even off the flight chat, bro. He sent the tweet, <laughs> bro. Got him. So, what, one question: What do you think? <laughs> do you think people on the plane, like once they landed, got service, started looking around, like, wait, hold up? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the problem with that is that would imply that anybody on the the plane actually followed Bow Wow. Like what are the chances? It like no, it just no. happened that one dude was on the flight, but other than him, I'm sure it wasn't that many Bow Wow people. It's all because it's like like the other video when he was like in the parade or whatever, and he looked back talking about, "Oh, they don't know oh, it's yeah. me." Like nigga, yeah, we know it's you, we but to, we don't care. We need to give props. I think it was. I'm not sure if this was um Al. I think with this guy Al Key on Twitter, I'm not sure that's who who started it, but we need to give whoever started this and did this did this and showed this. They need to get like all of our love and attention because this is the most fun. Some of these are like brilliant. See, this is this is when a a, a good Twitter thing happens is, is when it's 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 United it's America right now. Because it's, like, it's coming from every race and creed is participating bro. in the Bow Wow Challenge. Bro, I saw this girl with, she showed a picture of two people standing, um, two, two, two pairs of shoes going like face to face. And she said, me and Bay, Son, she zoomed out. She was holding up some jeans, my nigga, with some shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one so far. Like that one, probably my favorite one. There's like a bunch of other ones, but that one like gives me the like crack me up the most. Like, but and that is videos ones. Now people are doing videos and like, bro. <sighs> like I suggest everybody, everybody, if you are on, I don't care if you even on Twitter, if you have a, a device that connects to the internet. I need you to right. type in Bow Wow Challenge. I mean, you got the relationship and look at it just goals for, just for five. Five minutes. If you don't laugh within the first ten seconds, I failed you. I have failed you, the journalist. I'm trying to. But think. he needs to, he needs to capitalize over the shit and drop a song, I a mean, funny song. It has to be a funny song. It gotta be something that poking fun of himself because he could make. Yo, when was the last time people came up Bow as much? When was the name Bow that that popular? It's been a while, That's, bro. It's been a minute. I mean, a minute, minute. And I know he explained himself. I, I don't. I didn't check it because there really is no way. I, I don't want to hear it. All I want to know is you said I got I fucked up. Ha ha ha! And move on. Like you got. Like that's the only way. When artists realize that, 
like somebody took a someone took a picture of like three little like miniature hotel bottles and said we getting lit and then zoomed out <laughs> but he took it up close so it looked like a full bottle so, bro. that 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 seems to be the go-to move because i like how to do he had the lamborghini and he had the camera right up to it then he walked up and picked it up <laughs> Or the uh the dude with, with I just seen one with like a hamburger. He said, "Well, I'm about to dive in this burger," and it was a slider when he zoomed out. And then uh, bro, all right, let me see if I can find out who originally put this. Yeah, man, Swag Pro Seventeen, the first right, person I see this. Shout out Swag Pro Seventeen. You are an internet legend. You are an internet legend. Check this out. Quote. Y'all better leave Bow Wow alone. He's extremely stressed being Bow Wow on the weekend days and being Lil Mama on the weekends. <laughs> Yo. Hey, bro, this this is why it's if somebody told me I had to quit Twitter, I would be like, why? Why would you do that to me? These these challenges are when are why I understand why people say how is this free? Yes, like how is this? Yes. How is this app free? Like it brings like, so much enjoyment into my life. First of all, this there's like so much co- copyright infringement happening on this site. Like even a little snap, even a little video you put up there, be having like people be having videos from Seinfeld and Martin and shit like that. And, and nobody gives a fuck. Harry, like the own. Um, like they be having Getty images from a dude like me who has to look for images for every article. Trust me, Getty don't let nobody fuck with their images. But it's all over Twitter and shit. Like that's the shit. Because like, <laughs> you can't control this shit, man. It's too wild. But there, there's something funnier that's happened recently. And I think you know what it was. A certain a certain ball player decided to, to fool us as well. CL. Are you talking? Dude, you talking about James Harden? Certain, did, did, <laughs> did, did, was he participating in the Bow Wow Challenge too? <laughs> he was. He he was definitely participating. Like, he put him I was. Guys, how I I don't okay. even know what to say. Like, I don't know what to say, CL. Bro, I mean, it's all right. Now I gotta kind of I gotta switch modes. Now I gotta get into like sports talk real quick. <laughs> now I watched James Harden a lot because I was I wanted to see how he worked in that Dan Tony offense. So I found myself anytime the Houston Rockets were on, I was like, man, I gotta see what this dude doing. And the thing that I found out about James Harden is I really don't like the way he played basketball. Mm. As fire as he is, and with some of the moves that he does, and the controlling his momentum, the when he goes up for fouls, and he's you know flailing his arms up, mm-hmm. and you know just outright not shooting but getting called for shots, like lying, basically dead ass. I mean, lying. basically just lying. But I mean, it's part of the game, so I get it. It's cool, but damn, that shit is annoying as fuck. And I feel like he just got annoyed with himself, and he just was ready to go. <laughs> he was like, I, I think after game five, when no Kawhi and they still lost, he was like, man, fuck this shit, bro. We ain't going to win championship. No way. Why am I going to go to 
Oakland for another like week and a half. Like fuck this shit. I'm finna go <laughs> to this club like right now. And I don't know, bro. That's just it. That's all it felt like because uh, I, did you you watch the regular game? Because I, yeah. I don't think you watched the side cast. I'm I'm gonna keep it real with you. You didn't watch that. I shit. was about to. I was about to turn on the game, son. I was so hyped. Oh, you was like, ready for that shit. I was ready too, though. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I was late because, like, because game five was like the best game of the whole playoffs. Yeah. Besides game one, besides this motherfucker just stopped. Whole shit just okay. stopped. All, All right. right. Now, what were you saying? I was saying like, yo, I was hyped for this. I was hyped, but I missed it. I was, I missed. I was late because I was doing some other stuff. But game five was the best game in the playoffs. Um, game five better except for maybe Cleveland and Indiana, but that ain't go overtime and that didn't have the Ginobili block, which we got. I'm gonna get to. Uh, but that game six, I didn't. I was about to turn it on. I was ready to turn it on. I went to ESPN to go get the link. I was about to. I was about to click on the link, bro. When I saw that the Houston Rockets had 49 points after three and a half quarters. I was like, I'm not watching bad basketball. This series is a, what the f- 49 points in three and two. <laughs> my, my, my fault. Two and a half quarters. Two and a half quarters. Yo, wait. It, it was ugly. It was it was so, pretty goddamn ugly. So what I did was, I said, all right, some of it happened. <laughs> Niggas must have got knocked out or whatever. I looked at that shit. I said, wait a minute. There isn't a single rocket player who has taken, not made, who has taken double-digit shots yet, mm-hmm. and it's two and a half quarters into the game. It was. It's weird, man. Because I mean, because you think about it from two different perspectives. You know, for, on one hand, you got James Harden, who, if all else fails, you're going to start just jacking them up. So it's like, jacking are you up, hurt? Bro. You don't feel like it? What's going on, bro? He had six like, shots by that time. Like, six get at shots. me, bro. So I then, don't know. Maybe so it then, was Nene. Maybe maybe Nene is just the shit that just made everything go. Nah, I, man. Nah. Because because this is why, nah. They blew game five. The Spurs, the Spurs, none against Popovich and the Spurs, they got outplayed for the vast majority of game five. Like, Whatever the Spurs gave them, the Spurs were responding more than they was leading for most of the. Even when they was, even when they had a lead, it was like two, three points. It was always like, I right, now we gotta make sure we we don't let them get a shot, or we can't slack up. Like, they was always on the defensive because James Harden. First of all, James Harden's step back three is one of the most lethal shots in the NBA. True indeed, lethal. Because you can be in his mouth, you could be on his balls, around his arms, anything, and he's making that shot. So. That was that. We need to address that James Harden is no longer to me. He's no longer an elite player. I don't care. I don't. Let me uh, let me explain why. Let me. I can't. Me I can't why. go. I can't go that far, man. Let me explain. Go let far. me explain. Talent wise, oh yeah, oh yeah. You can ball out, brother, man. You can ball out. But I've seen this way too many times. I've seen this story. Way too many times, bruh. Way too many times. What happened in the 2015 Western Conference Finals, Game 5, do or die? What did he do then? 
same thing. Eleven shots. All what right. happened? Game that what was happened game six. <sighs> Bro, I don't know. This dude, and then and then fool me once, shame on you. Shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times. Because let's not forget what this dude did in, in the, the 2012 NBA Finals. I knew he was going there. Let's not forget. Yeah. Let's not forget when people talk about, yo, how could you break up? How could you break up Harden, Russell, and Durant? I'm always on that side of, that was the stupidest move ever. You should have never done that because they was going to be dominant. Yeah, they could at least try however, it for another year. However, what I saw from this man on that stage where he he would miss everything mm-hmm. everything and then not take anything you can see his confidence shatter it's the same shit it's the same shit once the Spurs went on that roll in the second quarter he was done he was like oh, I'm yeah. not playing no more I'm not playing no more mentally he was out of it and then fucking what's his name um Dan Tony was like maybe I should rest him a little bit more in the season you're tired Nah, bro. You're tired. You're trying uh, to tell me no Kawhi Leonard, and you get blown out by 39 at home. No no Kawhi Leonard, the best defender of the last – him and Draymond Green, the two best defenders. The best defender in the last two years, the best Spurs defender since Bruce Bowen. And you telling me – and you telling me right now, you telling me you was tired. Nah, you was checked out. Once you knew, we can't even beat them when they ain't got... Ginobili's block did so much to that nigga. Because let's rewind. You think let's this rewind. shit ruined his confidence or some shit just because an old nigga Bruh, blocked his shot? He scored two points in the third quarter and no points in overtime of that game five and he lost by three. This dude, when the pressure comes on, like the real, like when you're the when not when it's like the season is like oh we got to focus in on James Harden but really we can just like lean back and like kind of focus on his other dudes. No, when it's like nah, you getting the best defender for six games, my nigga. You're not just gonna be able to go okay, all right, cool. I got the Sixers next week. <laughs> right. Or, I got the Suns in two like, days. You gonna have to bring nah. this shit every fucking night. You giving you getting Kawhi Leonard six six nights in two weeks, my nigga. Damn. Like, oh, and guess what? You didn't even get that. You got him for four and a half nights, and, and you still couldn't get And you got two L's when he was out. Two L's. Yep. He was gone. Bruh, like, I can't trust him no more. That's why he's not elite, because he can't. To me, elite is only, to first of all, there's nobody who's not in the playoff that's elite. That's just first of all. So, you, so there ain't no, oh, but... This dude, like Giannis, he's in the playoffs. He makes moves. Like anyone who's done the playoffs is not elite. I don't. I don't feel like that. I feel like if you are elite, well, you're, you're like a top eight. Yeah, you're a top eight dude. But this dude, what, what's up? What's yeah. up with this guy? Like, I'm sorry, man. I'm just, oh man, like it's, and it's I a little disappointing. It's because like when you're a fan of elite talent and that's what you want to see, you want to see the elite talent perform. And I mean, and also, I'm I'm just I'm hoping. You know, like, it's not just PR, but I'm hoping that, it, you know, not to hope an injury on anybody, but I'm hoping that it comes out that he might be a little hurt. And then it just, it at least make me feel a little bit better but about this shit. Here's the, here's the crazy like you shit. said, man, it's, 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 it's real. It's becoming, 
a real thing that he does he comes up short in these big pressure moments you know but i i can't i can't tell which one is which but but we, we gotta gotta keep it moving because i okay. I'm, I'm a little short on time and it's it's at least like two things i want to like jam in here real quick and since we're talking right. about basketball and i don't know like a week ago uh matter of fact it was a week ago lavar ball decides to uh, announce his son's Lonzo's new shoe, the ZO2, aka the Kobe 12 <laughs> <laughs> remix. Uh, you know he, dropped said, right? he dropped it for what? What did he say about that? He said, he, LeVar said, I don't need to take no advice from Kobe. Well, of course he's going to say that. And and I heard that clip, and the thing about it was he said it in a sense is like, unless he going to help my man on the court, I don't need him telling my son shit. And I'm like, that's real talk, though. Like, the only thing you can help him with is basketball. Don't come at me with nothing else. But uh, I mean, what? So, I mean, you you a sneakerhead, you know? You 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 of that era. Tell me, what do yeah. you think of the shoe? The four ninety five price tag, the two twenty on on the slides. Like, where where are you at with the whole thing? Just give me like two minutes on it, and and then I'm I'm gonna throw something in there. Then we gotta bounce. Real quick. Here's the crazy shit about it. The shoe looks aight for a the first shoe. The shoe don't look bad. Like, like for a first, like your first shoe is usually never going to be good. Like LeBron's first shoe was ugly. Usually you're not in Jordan. Usually your first shoe is not looking that good. This this shoe is aight. You charging four ninety five, bro? I understand you're trying to get to like premium a certain a certain demographic. It's premium. Uh, not, even, not even demographic. He's just trying to get to a certain type of um. It's actually smart in a way because if you know that people will pay for it, if you whoever buys those sneakers, you then know they will pay an exorbitant amount for just your brand, just you. So so if so if Lonzo does good in NBA, you can keep jacking them prices up. It's like you're setting the bar right there. You so whatever you do, you can just increase it. So he's already set the precedent. So this, this shoe doesn't even have to sell well; it just has to sell something, and yeah. then. Once Lonzo comes out, if he balls out, he has to wear the shoe. First of all, you have to wear the shoe and play in it. If you don't play in that shoe, oh, of course, you won't. There won't be a moment where you won't catch him in them shoes. And then when you they have to wear them, and then when they do the new color waves on that shit, then it's definitely gonna get popping. But I'm not wearing them shoes. Oh fuck no! I mean, I'm not wearing no shoes on, on a, for a 19 year old nigga. Get the fuck out of here, son. 95. I'm fuck. Like bro, I'm I'm and, still like I'm on the fence about wearing the Kyrie's just cause like that nigga is younger than me, fam. Like straight up. <laughs> Come on, bro. But the Kyrie's fire. That's why I'm like, man, fuck that. Kyrie's the fire. Yeah, that's why I'm like, fuck that, bro. I got to get some of them Kyrie's. And at one, and um at one, at some point we went to talk about Kyrie in the podcast later on. I, I already like what he's how he's developing and shit. But this these shoes are like. And here's the crazy is that it does it also sets up for his brothers. So now he'll see he'll have like a case study. So say if um these shoes like sell okay, and then Lonzo balls out his first season, and then they go crazy, and they start selling even, and they start selling more. Then that gives Lavar leverage. Lonzo is a guinea pig for everything. Lonzo is just a guinea pig. He's gonna be the guy who sets the precedent for his brothers. So you gotta look at him as that. Because they're already ready for the the other two, so once he does, if he, if he does well, 
then the rest of them are going to have an easy way going through. They 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 might get a Nike deal, you know what I mean, to diversify the brand, and that right. can, and that and that can like even make a bargaining a bargaining shift right there, and, you know. So this has a potential to being a very amazing um family business story, mm-hmm. and also has the potential to be the most atrocious example of a father living through his sons. Ever in the NBA, I mean, bro. I, that I am past that. Never this this is NBA. all from jump. It is definitely Levar living through his kids, and there's there. If you question that at all, it's like, bro, you don't really get how this shit works. You like, you just don't oh. understand how people work. But I look at it from a straight business point. You know, I'm somebody who reads like. Not to brag, but yeah, I read some Harvard Business Review and yeah, you know Business here? Insider and um, TechCrunch and you know all these different places. I, I I try to keep up with all this different shit. And, I, I look at you. You know, I, I try. But uh, the thing about it that it reminds me of is a Kickstarter campaign. Mm-hmm. You get your initial investors. You usually have to pay a high dollar amount for the first ones. And, you know, everybody knows by now, if you look at, you know, everybody talked about how a sneaker goes from, you know, design to production. And it takes about six months, which goes right in line with his delivery dates, him dropping them in uh, in the fall. Uh, but what this is going to do is this is going to get his his seed money to possibly grow. And make these okay. shoes for a lot less money, and maybe even getting people to wear them. But what it, I've, but what I have seen, and I'm so happy is all of the black athletes out here literally supporting another black business, mm-hmm. and I think that is going to be something that's very strong for the future. Like you said, it's laying the blueprint, and it's giving a case study that well. This might not be the exact one, but that guy, the next LeBron hype type of guy, it's gonna the the tables are gonna be turned a little bit. He Levar is almost 2017 Master P because he's literally changing how people are coming to the table when it comes to talking about athletics and the brand. This yeah. is this is some groundbreaking shit. And whether you like Levar and his style does not matter because all this is doing is it's changing how we're being approached. And as a, a he copied, go ahead, he copied, he copied Trump. They right. said that I'm gonna get the number. Um, that Trump making all of these outlandish like claims during his during his um um campaign got him five billion dollars worth of free media compared to like I think. Two hundred million or something like that for like um, Hillary Clinton, who's like Five media buying here because and there. Your, because your mouth, your name is out there all the time. You know what I mean? Lavar, he's on Skip Show. He's been on First Take what twice? Mm-hmm. Like, like he's been Sports on podcast, Nation. all that shit. He's so so. You've been on FS1. I mean, I mean, you've been on Fox Sports and ESPN. And what do you do? Nothing. Like. Right. That's the it, it, it's aggravating and it's kind of like it's cheap, but at the same time, 
I kind of feel good about. It. I mean, if, if some if some old white dude can do it and take over the country, I, let let a black man get his son some money. Okay, you know look, what I mean? Look, all right, you know look, look, what I mean? Okay, bro, I see, I see. What you, let's not go too deep in that shit. Now, I, 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 I want to touch on it. I, 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 I see you, bro. See, but I see where you be tiptoeing this shit, bro. You be trying that shit all the time, bro. I'm, I'm like Stu guys in this motherfucker. Just break that shit back. But you hit, you said a word that was is very distinct when I think about Levar Ball, which is outlandish. That is the LeVar Ball, Big Baller brand keyword, outlandish. I talk shit about I could beat Michael Jordan. My son better than Magic Johnson. My mama mm-hmm. cooked better than Betty Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> my mom pod better than Gladys Knight. Yes. My shoes cost four ninety five and my slides cost two twenty. All five of those statements are absolutely outlandish, but that's the big baller brand now i hope he will change that shit but that's what the fuck it is mm-hmm. and that's why i'm i wasn't shocked i was like damn i'm like that's a lot because I, I i thought about it i was like shit i might i was like i might go get the lines was not even aware just to support the cost you know what i'm saying if i could get them for like my kids I'm like yeah you know because supporting black business i'm all about that shit so i would have thought about it but that's not for me a, a According to LeVar, I'm not a big baller. Uh, no. But I am very I love what you said about the Kickstarter. That was that might be the best like, justification. Not justification, but just yeah, justification I guess. And ex- an example, an explanation of why they're doing it. Like way better than what I said. Like that makes a lot of sense. See money right now. Um <laughs> That's it. If you buy it now, you probably get Free tickets to his first home game, whatever. Like you, you know, know, yeah, like, you gonna be on that exclusive list, like that first list. That you gonna list. get some shit. Like game bought like seven pairs, or whatever. He's gonna be like the first nigga they they call once he go to like the NBA. Yo, yo you want to come to practice? You come, you come see practice and shit. Right. Already. Oh man, damn shit is getting a little tight, man. I'm, I'm gonna have somebody mad at me real. But all right, the last <laughs> thing, and we gonna make this. I, I'm looking at a timer. We have 50 minutes, and we're gonna go for like four. Mm-hmm. I, did you get a chance to read my piece? A piece? Yeah, that's a no. So, <laughs> sorry, man. Last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here, and I had some some interesting dialogue about was the Joe Button versus Little Yachty video on uh, mm. everyday struggle and you are a similar elk of joe button's liking when it comes to hip-hop okay did you watch the video um no i haven't really checked out the uh, um the show really. okay i sh- i need to but all right so i'm gonna just hold that back and i'm gonna let you okay. watch the video I'm going to see if you can sneak off for like another five. We might come back and do it or we might just save it for another podcast. But watch Let's that shit. Because I really want to get into the show. I think that show is really good. It's, bro, they, they kind of fucking stole my idea. I wanted to do a podcast like that where it was like hip-hop first take. And they just oh, okay. like, they kind of slick stole my shit. I was like, oh, fuck. But yeah, it looks like it looks like first take a lot, like the set of a whole thing. The whole the whole shit is like first take, bro. It, because DJ quote unquote, I like how somebody put it quote unquote DJ academics 
because nobody ever seen this nigga DJ anywhere apparently, and mm-hmm. you know being being new school, liking a lot of new shit, and then you got Joe Button who's like a guardian of you know the old guard in the way hip hop used to be, and it's it it is an interesting dynamic. I'm not going to lie. I wish some, they had somebody yeah. with a little bit more like credibility than DJ Academics, and then it would feel a little bit more important because I feel like he's too new. He's and I only know him from Twitter. Like that's all. This, I mean, he yeah. got some shit on YouTube and whatnot, but yeah, that's really it, bro. Like I don't, I don't know, man. That's that's another one. Like yeah, we gotta get that's gotta be like a a, a, a long. So I can't I can't do four minutes on that. That sounds like something I gotta like look at and really 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 give him some like give you a good answer on that one. Cause okay, so this should have changed it's changing the way people look at um the base I'm seeing like people really like. Being like big about it, like yo, this this show is like the best thing on on YouTube and shit. I was at, at I was at real quick before we leave. I was at the complex up um upfront, which is basically when they um show you what's coming next um for the and they're ba- and they're putting this as one of their like flagship shows, like for their complex TV or complex um video network. Like they're really trying to push this as like. This is like it's getting crazy numbers. It's getting like incredible. There, there, it's it's a little obvious that they're real. There, this is their push to get like you know a show on Vice or whatever Revolt or whatever oh, yeah. TV, show. TV definitely. Yeah, whatever TV network they going. They're trying to push that shit in and be some shit that come on around the same time as first take. That's what I see. That's what it's going. They're they're trying to get at, but. Shit, we might fuck around and just do a whole podcast on that shit alone. I don't know. We're going to talk about it. But uh, anything you want to let people know about before we get up out of here? Uh, So I'm going to be doing this article series on digital trends where I talk about or I review Star Wars because I have never seen a single single Star Wars. And that can definitely I've only be seen one. Like, I've never seen any. And... For good reason, and which you'll see, which you'll read in the article, and we can probably talk about it at a later podcast. Maybe we can time it with the article, and we can do it like that. But whatever, we can. No, we that's basically what I'm doing right now. Um, getting ready for festival season, like once June. Starts.